Chapter 8 Gavin Don't have a son or daughter of your own? Not a problem. Quote The hidden child wants to be able to participate and to co-create in art, rather than being simply an admiring viewer. Unquote. Christian Morgenstern What I love about Gavin's story is that he doesn't have a son or daughter, but he has a niece. I mention this because it opened up, like Grand Canyon size open, my dreams about where the Spark Project could go, and it immediately addresses comments I've had from adults without kids who say, but I don't have kids. Also, see the chapter titled, The Widow and the Orphan. Here's how Gavin began. My then seven-year-old niece, Maddie, loves books, and she'd shown some interest in my burgeoning writing career and occasionally asked questions about it. She'd shown some interest, is the key phrase here. Pounce on any interest kids show, or try to hide, and run with it. Here's more directly from Gavin. Maddie freely offered her opinions and wants, so I guided the dialogue and our objectives to ensure a story had a simple plot, some tension, and positive resolution. We also needed a catchy, unusual title, which she provided, Space Dogs. Within a few minutes, we created a project in which she was intellectually interested and emotionally invested. I'm going to highlight again, intellectually interested and emotionally invested. I'd venture to say that we only need one of these two. One, intellectually interested. Two, emotionally invested. If you can get both, you're pretty much set. But if I had to pick one, I think emotionally invested might get you further. Let's add a body part to Gavin's list. One, intellectually interested. Brain. Two, emotionally invested. Heart. This entire operation, in my humble opinion, is an adventure of and for the heart. Yep, we'll learn some things and probably become a better writer or negotiator or storyteller or illustrator along the way, but what I'm after is the heart. Back to Gavin. Dostoevsky, it ain't. It's not supposed to be. It's a very simple and short story, but it fulfilled every objective I had at the outset of this project. Maddie contributed to a dialogue, an intellectual back and forth that required compromise and consideration of someone else's wants, thoughts, and opinions. Objectives, check. Dialogue, got it. Intellectual back and forth, yep. But then comes the good part. Gavin explains. For me, this is very closely akin to the 1957 Bel Air two-door post that my dad and I haven't ever rebuilt together. It's an incredibly important emotional anchor in our relationship. No matter what happens over the rest of our lifetimes, we'll have these moments we got to spend together. Nothing can take that away from us. Can I do another bullet list? Emotional anchor? Check. Moments we get to spend together? Yep. Nothing can take that away from us. Got it. I'm thrilled that Maddie had some intellectual back and forth. I'm not even sure how often I have intellectual back and forth. But the 
tear in my eye inducing, nothing can take that away from us, is the experience of it. The co-creating they did. The, dare I say, project completion of working on something together, pulling through and getting it done. Together. I'm going to give you just a bit more of Gavin and drop in a teaser from their book. The plot revolved around our extended family's collection of dogs. All but a few are lovable mutts, but a couple real-life scalawags among them had created tension that helped us craft the story. Two of our heroes had trouble getting along with another species. Their differences were just too great to be friends. They decided to travel to space to seek out wisdom from other dogs that had found ways to befriend different creatures. They quickly acquired this new knowledge, returned home to Earth, and told everyone what they'd learned. All dogs live happily ever after. All dogs live happily ever after. I think Maddie is onto something. Stay tuned for the sequel.